to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back for a second time. We tried this one time and technology got the best of us, but it will not get us again. I don't know. Is that Braveheart? I think so. I don't know. I think someone just channeled right through me. I'm not really (laughs) sure. (laughs) That's a tough day. I don't know if you want that. Actually, though, I think that was one of the best accents I've ever done. It was natural. It was solid. It was good. It was hearty. Um, We'll not take our freedom. Try it again. I never saw that movie. So, and you know what? My 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 partner the other day literally said something to me, and then he just looks at me because I don't respond, and then he goes, "Have you not seen Braveheart?" And I was just like, "No, I have not." And he's like, "So you're the second person in two days." Um, The sign. (laughs) Sign. I must watch that movie. so, hi everybody, we're back again for a second time this night. We are doing Facebook Live and we are uh, broadcasting, <laughs> we are broadcasting um, with uh, relationship expert and purpose alignment coach Colleen Coles because she is here for the fourth and final installment of our month long series, Relationship April, um, where every Friday she comes on and teaches us some things about relationships that we need to know. Some things. Some things. So hi, Colleen. Hey, how's it going, you guys? Good to be here. Going awesome. (laughs) So happy. I'm so happy slash sad that this is the last week. I don't know what I'm going to do without you. (laughs) Well, I'm going to empower you to not have a codependent relationship on me and know that you're strong. I have learned nothing. (laughs) I've learned nothing. But I'm sad, too. This has been so much fun. It really has. Hopefully, yeah. well, we'll be doing more things together. Yes. But, <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, yeah. Why don't um, why don't you tell everyone who you are and what you do and what this is all about? What we've been talking about the past three weeks. Okay, so I'm Colleen Coles. I'm a purpose alignment coach and relationship expert, meaning I help women really be authentically themselves and and everything they do so that they can really live out their purpose and feel most themselves, do the work they're here to make a difference on the planet, while also having really meaningful relationships that support them. And, um, you know, alignment is where our thoughts meet our words, meet our actions. And so I help like in any one of those three pieces where it feels there's a a thorn or a holdup, like I want to empower women to really have that flow because when that flows, they can manifest, we can 
feel connected to our intuition. We can connect back to ourselves and what we really desire. Um, and then just do better work in the world and have really loving, really loving relationships. So what we've been doing together here is just talking about like the first week, how much um, our sexual energy plays a part in us creating in the world. And where there's shame in one area, there's going to be shame in another. So when we burst that shame out of the box, that's when our creativity bursts out of the box, our confidence bursts out of the box, our connection to hear our intuition goes off the chain. And then we don't care as much about what other people think. We know what action to take um, because we're allowing ourselves to really come through in every aspect of who we are. Um, we also talked about codependency, which is a major block I see for people to really live out what they want, be who they are, and have the healthy relationships that are meant for them um, that they can develop but might be feeling impossible when we have codependency happening. And so codependency is just a trait or a tendency to feel almost addicted to somebody else's love, addicted to people's approval of us, and it stems from... <clears throat> being in an oppressed kind of childhood or family setting, sometimes to the extreme of feeling like you could never speak up, but also just sometimes for smaller things, like it, it just wasn't safe, or maybe your parent would get angry. Things like that can really make us feel like we need their love to feel okay, to be okay. And that then perpetuates this habit of constantly feeling like we're walking on eggshells, um, feeling like we need to change who we are with certain people, feel like we're people pleasing just to get our needs met. And it's actually kind of like a way to get a need met that doesn't really get the need met because we're always then caring still what other people think or trying to manipulate or afraid of judgment. So when we really take that route and see where it came from, um, look at how it's showing up and identify it and we take it out of the picture, that's when really it's like we're not afraid or attached really to what other people think of us that can really kind of become these like binding energetic cords around our, our feet and our wrists um, from doing what we'd really love to do. So after getting that out of the way and identifying that, today is the day that I want to share with everybody what and you, um, you know, how to really overcome that biggest block. Um, it can be an energetic block, codependency. It can be just kind of a relationship block, um, and even have it be showing up in your work or how you make money or your creativity. So that's what I want to focus on today, which I'm really excited about, just to help you really make this practical so that you really can go out and live a bigger purpose and live a bigger life. Love that. <laughs> Love that. And yeah, so much has been happening over these three weeks. I mean, I know just even in my life, um, even in ambienized, like, partnership and relationship. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, codependency is every, it's just like everywhere. Once you start learning about it, suddenly you're just like, oh my God, there's so, this is a theme that in, is, in, is embedded in every single area of my life. I had no idea. Um, and so what are some, you know, what we've been talking about, like you said, the past few weeks has been what it is, how it can show up, how it can manifest. But what are today we're going to talk about right like what are some things that you can actually do about it like how can you start working with this right mm -hmm. and so for people who are watching you know if you have questions about codependency um definitely leave a comment leave a question but in the meantime colleen take it away 
Okay, with, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the first thing that I want to point out is that a lot of the times when we feel insecure or we have codependency going on, it feels like we have an empty cup. And the way that we've learned how to fill that cup to be safe, to feel love, to get our needs met has been through other people. And so we've learned how to fill our cup by maybe filling other people's cup so that then they do something for us, right? So the way this can show up in like your business relationship or a collaboration is by making sure they're okay. And you know, like, um, let me give you everything I can to you, even if it means I stay up really late. No, no, it's fine. Because it's like, I'm filling you up so that they maybe can pay you, right? Or you feel like they'll pay you or it feels like they won't be mad at you or leave the project. Um, it can show up in romantic relationships too of like, no, no, I'll do the dishes. And they're like, oh, okay, great. When in reality, you're doing it to fill your own cup, right? Like you might be doing these things to fill your own cup. And at the base of this experience is a feeling of low self-worth and filling, filling yourself up through other people and the love that you perceive them giving you. So when we start to really shift and say we see it showing up in our life or say we're ready to take a stand and really go after, you know, the creative business idea, we're ready to go. There is going to feel, there's going to be anxiety. And even just when, you know, you're doing the dishes and you're thinking like, oh, this person's really going to love this, but there's still a shakiness there. There's still maybe this feeling of not really knowing, or maybe they won't care. And, um, it can become this whole loop in our head, like that creates an anxiety. What I wanna share first is to know just because you're maybe feeling that anxiety doesn't mean it's who you are. And it's more like a message to change the way you've been doing things. Mm. So the anxiety is not you. And I think, um, especially in the spiritual community and for people who are empathic, it's a really weird, interesting <laughs> relationship to ourselves and anxiety when we feel this. Because I think a lot of people I've worked with and friends of mine and myself, like when we feel so empathic, maybe that's the anxiety we're picking up from somebody else. And now we really care because, you know, they're feeling anxious because of me. Well, how can I fix it? And then it's just this whole dynamic. Or, um, you know, we're really ready to change something. And so anxiety comes up because we're wanting to change, but we're scared of that. Um, and especially like knowing Abraham Hicks and like, I used to listen to Abraham, Abraham Hicks daily, um, twice a day. And I love Same. Abraham Hicks. Yeah. It's not your problem. <laughs> Why it was, was an it? addiction, a true addiction. Hey, right. Like, yeah. <laughs> and codependency is an addiction to something outside of our, outside of ourselves. Yes. We're happy. I had a codependent relationship with Abraham Hicks. Totally. Maybe. Yeah. Or people even like in crystals. I notice, like people are like, oh my God, this crystal is saving my life. And what's mm. ironic is Abraham Hicks even had a video about like, you're the crystal. Like the power isn't in the crystal. the crystal. You're the crystal, you're the pendulum. Like it's in you, so don't put the power in something outside of you. But just like you, Alexa, I was definitely putting a lot of power in Abraham <laughs> and just be like, please tell me the answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? like just tell me what to do. And it worked for a while, but what I noticed was my trip up was like <laughs> any time I was ready to finally go after my dream. And for me, 
I realized after being an elementary teacher that, um, and then thinking about counseling, finding coaching and really deciding on being a coach, that was it. I was going to create a coaching business. I was going to help people. I was going to speak that type of thing. And it was like during this coaching program, listening to Abraham Hicks was helpful. However, I noticed that every time I like was ready to take action, I would notice this anxiety come up. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to take action out of alignment. So let me go do something else. Or, well, I shouldn't be feeling this because I want to feel high vibe. I want to feel really good. So because this overwhelm is coming up or this anxiety or this pressure, I need to stop and go for a walk. Cool. Okay, great. Come back for the walk, ready to make my whatever it was, maybe write an email and try doing an email sequence or like reaching out to somebody to say, hey, do you need any support? And then it would come back up. It would be like overwhelm, anxiety, palm sweating. I'm like, oh, well, it can't work can't do stuff out of alignment here. So let me go on another walk. And by the end of the day, I would, I just kept going on walks and like, I wasn't doing my work. So the reason I'm mentioning this, especially for people who, who want to get in better and healthy relationships, who, um, even want to do that so they can live out a bigger dream and purpose is that that anxiety can come up because it's actually coming from the paradigm that we've learned that has kept us safe. So, That's why I share the anxiety isn't you. That's kind of my first point. So let's go deeper into this, right? Like if, if we may. So this paradigm of even learning how to survive with a codependent family, perhaps, or getting your needs met through pleasing other people, that is the structure probably as a very young person you created to, to say, if I do this, I'll be safe. Like if I please others, I'll be safe. If I'm a little quieter than I want to be. I'll be safe. And that's the structure that's kept us safe and felt love. When we are ready to break through that, for example, for me, if I wanted to make money in a business and not just have it be a hobby, I needed to really ask people to say, hey, do you need support? Or go out and make consistent Facebook Live videos or write the emails. But every time I felt anxiety, so I was like, I can't do this. What I've learned now and what has been so helpful as having a background in codependency and also being empathic and spiritual is to know that that anxiety is just this paradigm saying, if I shine too bright, people won't love me, being really, really tested here. Because if I go out and say, hey, you want to work together? And they say no, oh my God, that's like death, right? Or even worse, they're going to think I'm all about the money, oh my God or whatever it is, like, that doesn't make, if I'm shining too bright, that'll hurt other people. That was kind of one of my main paradigms. And so the exact thing that typically we're trying to overcome is what will come up as we go for the dream that's beyond that fear, beyond that paradigm. And so I think it's really important for people to remember that so that when they're ready to say, like to a boyfriend they know is unhealthy, but they keep revolving back towards like, hey, this is the last time. It's not going to feel good. And I think we've been trained a little bit to really think it's going to feel good. But I remember like, so I remember um, so much. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry, Colleen. Actually, I 
I want to interject only because uh, mm. Alex listening asked a question and I feel like Perfect. it's kind of in the same realm. Good. Um, she says, well, I'm going to put it up on the screen. Oh, How do you know if you should keep fighting for the relationship or just give up? Oh, that's a good one. Um, that's really hard because it's kind of like there. there's maybe not a cookie cutter answer to this. But Alex, so how do you know if you should keep fighting for the relationship or just give up? I, okay, well, here's just a little cool litmus test that we can kind of create in the scope of the moment. Um, so healthy relationships typically, so this is just a litmus test for you, Alex, and anybody else listening. Healthy relationships typically have about one negative experience per five positive experiences. And the way we can tell negative from positive are draining, what drains our energy, what has, you know, those shadowy sides to them, like self-doubt and anger and fighting, right? It's pretty clear. And positive lifts us up. We feel more energized. We feel love from it. Okay. Now unhealthy relationships, it tends to be the opposite. Unhealthy relationships is usually about five negative experiences to one positive. So looking at the numbers, the numbers don't lie. I would say like, maybe look back and see, dude, how many have I had like in a given space of time? What does it intuitively feel like? Is this a healthy relationship or is it not? And that's just one little test or tip to say, even if I love this person, even if they're my twin flame, whatever the case may be, what are, what is reality showing? And you know, for some, t for some people, just breaking up doesn't mean it's over forever. What I have found in a lot of people who were getting a lot of their identity out of the relationship or feeling like they had to be in it um, and they loved the person, but they weren't really happy in it, they, they honestly like needed to take a break so that they could learn how to love themselves more individually to come back as two full people that weren't codependent and then had the foundation to really move forward in a positive way. So I think, you know, looking at those numbers can really help just in terms of black, like kind of matter of factly, what's your ratios and, um, you know, what do you feel is at the cause of a lot of the issues? But clearly that can be so, so intricate and so individualized. Um, but sometimes I think, you know, just self-love is really the key to feeling powerful and positive in a relationship that can give. So when you give yourself that and feel like that's happening, that's what can help a healthy relationship move forward. So I would make sure you're doing that and can do that individually to know whether to give up for now, maybe, or until it comes back together or fighting for it, as long as you have that self-love and look at those numbers. Great answer. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Great. And she said, she's like, girl, I will be looking at those numbers, at these okay. numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Feel free to stop me anytime because I can't see those on my end. That's so. okay. Yeah, I will. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yes, you will. Um, so, yeah. You were, so, but you were about to go into something else, like right when we were talking. There. Okay. So, like, the anxiety isn't you. Breaking the paradigm is sometimes what's needing to happen. And it's not always comfortable, even if we're totally aligned and totally cool people, whatever. Um, 
<laughs> we're so Six cool. Totally cool people. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah, all the good things. Or some of the bad, who knows? Okay, so anyway. Um, yeah, so what I was just about to share was how, you know, action is really the most powerful way to break through a paradigm that's really making you stuck, okay? So it'll take some inner work to look at what are my paradigms, what are the beliefs I learned that kept me safe when I was younger, um, you know, just transparently having um, a twin sister, having siblings, like I was always a lot more, more boisterous. I was always a lot more out there. And so what I kind of learned um, vicariously was that if I shine too bright, I'm going to hurt other people. And that's not my job. And so anytime it would come out to be like, here I am, you know, and especially owning your own business or um, in relationships, just saying like, this is me and I'm going to grow and be big. That can be really scary. And it can feel like you're going to hurt people. Um, when really you're not, it's just the paradigm paradigm telling you that. So how do you break through the paradigm? Um, the biggest way that I have found is <laughs> I've tried it where you just stay in alignment all the time and keep going on walks and keep doing high vibe things. But what I found is that took a long time. And I think there's a balance between like, you know, tuning into yourself to know, should I write the email or should I write the blog? Like, we don't have to do things we don't want to do in relationships or in our purpose. So alignment helps with that. However, to really break through the paradigm, the really quickest way is to take action that shows that paradigm is not true. Because here's the deal. What made that paradigm stick as we were younger is that we found it as a way to provide ourselves with love growing up. And when we were younger, if we didn't have love from the parent, it wasn't just the love. As a three-year-old, that meant that we wouldn't have food, we wouldn't have shelter. And if like your dad got mad at you for, you know, doing something big and out there, it feels like for him to walk away from you and leave you, that's death. Yeah. Right. And so as an adult, when we start to act in a way that really shows our true colors, that's why it feels like your palms are sweating, your heart's really beating, because it, your body is being triggered to think, I'm going to die if I do this. Oh, my God. So that's why it's so funny. That just clicked for me right now. Sometimes <laughs> I do things that or I say things or I'll, here's one. Sometimes I'll be talking to people. Sorry if my video is lagging. I don't know why that's happening. Sometimes I'll be talking to people and we'll be talking, we'll be texting and it's good. And then I'll send one more text and suddenly that text like sets my body off and it's like, it's mm -hmm. like, oh my God, oh my God, that was too much. Like you just sent one over, you just talked way too much. It was like every text before that was totally fine. But for some reason I sent that text and it just like my body just starts freaking out and I'm like, what is going on? Like, like I, I can never explain it like what just did it but it feels like oh no I showed myself a little too much here like yeah right yeah. and so then it's like that experience is like oh my gosh and and I would say so just to bring it back of why that would be so scary it's just a text is because you know I want to ask you, Alexa, I can already kind of think about it in my head, but for you, what is the fear of even sending one more text and being too much? What do you fear would happen? 
a, that like the person's going to get annoyed with me or they'll would, be, yeah. And, and what, what would happen if they got too annoyed with you is the fear. They would like, uh, I don't know, they wouldn't like me. They would think I was annoying. They would stop talking to me. Right. So they would stop talking to you and then like leave you? Yeah. Abandon, abandonment. Yeah. Right. There. Yeah. So that's typically our bigger fear is they're going to leave me. So if I do this thing, they're going to leave me. They're going to leave me. And when we were younger and we were out there, we did a little too much. Somebody we love that took care of us probably left. And that as a three-year-old or whatever felt like death. And so that's what's coming up. And so um, obviously that's not a positive experience to go through. And where we do one thing is how we do everything. So here's a really interesting connection is that where we feel afraid to be too much in our personal life, like sending one more text, oh my God, it's too much. Like I'm going to freak out mode. That might mean the difference between you um, you know, as a podcast host, reaching out to one more person who could be the coolest person on the planet to be the guest, right? Another way it could look is that <laughs> it holds us back from really hearing our intuition and what's yeah. a real desire for us. So how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if we're holding ourselves back and getting afraid of death for being too much, it's, we're holding our intuition back too. And that's why it can feel like we're really lost or we don't know what we want or we've lost connection. So when we get over that, that's when we can even hear our intuition and connection back to what we want as well. So how do you get over that? Because okay. that was so dead on. I was thinking today, there's like, yeah, it goes along with the texting too much. There's certain people that I want to reach out to on multiple, uh, like for this podcast, for other things that I'm doing. And mm -hmm. like there, it's like there's a line, right? And under this line, I'm cool. Like anyone yeah, under here, old. cool. Anyone above here, I'm like, it feels like, it feels like I'm going to die. Yeah. Like yeah. And a lot of the times we, that happens because we're putting people as authority in our life. Yeah. When in, <laughs> when this in big, this big knife for Alexa, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good stuff. So, um, yeah. And so when we even put each, you know, other people as a, our own authority, we're, we're definitely operating from a paradigm that's like from that little girl running the show. Right. Because the truth is nobody's our authority except for, you know, if you believe in God, like God in you. But I would say God is in you anyway. So God what's, wants what you want. Like God is there with you. God's going to show you through your intuition how to best really get what you truly desire. And so when we put others on a pedestal as authority, that's not true. They're just as much as God as you are. So like, who cares if they even reach out? The reason it's scary is because again, we think we'll leave, they'll leave us or we'll make a fool out of ourselves and then everything will go away, we'll die, right? So that's kind of a trick of the ego too, to kind of go to all or nothing. And also a symptom, if you will, of codependency is all or nothing thinking. Um, so how do you really break through? Um, the biggest way you take break through is to one, see how this is playing out. So noticing now of like, instead of just noticing like, oh, I'm freaking out over this text, taking it a step further with this awareness of, oh, this is like this little girl running the show. This is that old paradigm. This isn't me. This is not me. This is not my soul. I do not have to pay attention to this because the truth is it's going to try to convince you you do. 
that you're gonna die. But what's funny about that is the paradigm itself is gonna be what's dying. Because mm. you're gonna break yeah. through it. It's a what's that? mechanism for the paradigm. Exactly. It knows. And so when you're about to press in to that last like person who, you, who, who you could reach out to, it's going to feel so scary. And there will be like alarm bells going off because get this, as soon as you press that, knowing that it's not who you are. And this isn't even if like, notice Alexa, you were like sending the text and you were sending the text, but then it went into freak out mode. So now with this understanding of like, this is not who I am, this is the paradigm speaking, you can send a text, but what I would want you to notice is how you did not die. You did not die. The other people actually didn't get mad at you in reality. And even if they did, you're still okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because the (laughs) love is from within you. And that's how that paradigm starts to break open because the way that it's even surviving in the first place is because it is convincing you that you can't live without it, that you will die. And so when you take an action that, that is against that paradigm and you see you did not die, it has nothing to stand on. And that's when you flip and break through, dude. That's when you're like, fuck, like I, I reached out to one, I'm fine. Let me go do 10 more. Like, let me go, you know, it's like, that's when you're like, I don't need you to be happy. I don't need this to be okay. Let me see what else I can do. Let me speak up. Let me do what I want. What else? It's really cool. And like, so just like mine, the the first time I really did this for myself, I got clear on like what felt the scariest to me at that time. Like the biggest thing was I felt like if I didn't, if I didn't um, follow through with commitments, then I would die. And like, there was some stuff with my parents, but it honestly came through like my, like my relationship to God and thinking like, God won't love me. Like the universe won't love me if I break my word. So commitments meant everything. And so I remember at the time for me, it was like, okay, that's the paradigm. It's keeping me stuck. I know it feels scary. And I want to break through. So at the time I had this like series going like a challenge um, to really know your zone of genius. And at that time I was just kind of over that, even though it's a really cool topic, I was just oversharing it, but I had committed to doing it. So I was like, Ooh, you know, I really don't want to. Okay. Wait, is that just me being lazy? Is that just me not being focused and determined and motivated? I don't know. But I was like, let me just like move it to three o'clock instead of two. So then I felt relief. Okay. But three o'clock comes and I'm like, I don't want to do this. And (laughs) (laughs) I realized I was like, wait a minute. Why am I even doing this? Because I said I would. What's that? That's a commitment. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, I looked myself in the mirror as I was like, my computer was in the kitchen because that's where I was working from. (laughs) No office yet. And I was in my little bedroom looking at the mirror. I was like, what would be scarier? Doing this, even though you don't want to, or not because it's a commitment. And I was like, not because it's a commitment. And that's when I decided, okay, you're not doing it because I want to fucking break through today. And here's the thing. (laughs) It's like, as much as I'd love to say like, and then butterflies flew through the window and like, I felt light and, and, you know, like became a movie star. Actually, like I sobbed and I cried and I was so afraid and I, it felt like a death. It felt like a death. 
And I was so freaked out that then I wouldn't make any money, that like God wouldn't love me. It was so much stuff coming up that was so like personal, but so real. And so I took like a couple hours. And then finally, after kind of thawing out, I was like, let me go for a walk, like these walks. So I go for <laughs> Walks are, are magic. Man. They really are. And I lived in like the forest at the time. So it was very, very magical. But so I went on this walk and I was like, wait, like I'm fine. Like, wait, maybe nobody was even going to watch it anyway. Like, wait. And then you know what I was so inspired to do? I went back on and I made a live about how I went through this process and <laughs> actually shared what I wanted to share because that was even just going to be in my zone of genius. Wow. Nice. So it was like Powerful. the coolest video ever. And then I was just like, what else do I want to talk about? Where else can I do this? Because all of a sudden that paradigm that was saying, if I don't commit, I'm going to die. Like it, it died because it was like, wait, I'm still, I'm like in the flesh still, like I'm here. My business has not tanked. Actually, nobody gave an F. Like everything's <laughs> fine. And that's when you guys, and I just want to share too, like really not to brag, but to really show the power of this. The year before when I was really just doing the Abraham stuff and really just trying to feel good all the time, I made, I just want to share numbers just because I think it's important. I, I made 13K. Oops. There we go. I'm back. Yeah. I made 13K in my business in 2017. And I was just like, oh, and as much as I was trying to feel good and all that stuff. And in 2018, when I started to really make those shifts and taking action against the paradigms, I 5X my income and I made wow. 68K. So it was like, I just kept doing it. Yeah. So like, that's the power of, I think, taking action, but because, but in the awareness of the paradigm that's stopping us. And the difference too, is like knowing when you really, really want something, but you're not doing it because of <gasps> like all the things. <laughs> it's not about doing things you don't want to do. It's about doing things you want, but think are not even an option because you're so scared or because it's just not, it's not in the rules. The rules are what you need to break. And that can, and, and this is what's so cool too. Like it kept happening with my relationship too. I remember just thinking like that year and like around that same time of doing that commitment breakthrough, one of my things was like, oh, if I tell my husband, like, he can't come through. We lived in a tiny house. Like, it, it had four literal rooms. And um, he would just come through the front door. But that was, like, my workspace slash living room slash, like, front room for yay. So he would walk through there. And I'd be, like, with a client, like, my one client. Or, like, I'd be <laughs> making my one live for that week. And he would just be, like, do 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 and not care. And I was, like, well, I can't tell him because that's rude. And he... Or, but when I finally would tell him, I'd get really angry. And so it's like, it would all bottle up. I'm sure we're all very familiar with that dynamic. So, <laughs> yep. So this was one of the things. And obviously me not speaking up was hurting our relationship because then I got resentful thinking he should know better. He didn't. We weren't talking. He would just get mad at me for nagging. So finally, that was the fear. That was what needed to break through was saying, I need to stand up for myself while also doing it in a way that's a loving caring way to communicate. So what I said basically was just like, Hey Mike, like I, I love you. And this is a problem. And like, we can't have this happen anymore. So not being like, Hey, um, um, knock, knock. Is it okay? Like if we do this, it, it was, no, this is happening. Boom. Like, and so he did and our relationship got a lot better and it's just like little shifts. They can be big, they can be little, but the overall result is that when we break through those paradigms 
and like you get to take care of the little girl rather than the little girl driving the road, the, the car here. She feels safer. She feels that love. You can bring that love out because you're filling up your cup and working from your overflow. So is it every time that you're like really resistant to do something, should you stop and check? Like, do I just not want to do this because it's not in the alignment or do I not want to do this because it scares me? I think, yes, that's like the coolest question you could ask. <laughs> well, I'm here all night. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then if it's like, if I really want to do this, but I'm scared, what are you scared of? Oh, I'm afraid of like, nobody's going to like it. Okay. Oh, there's the paradigm. I have to post this. Mm, yeah. Can I actually share something that's happening right now as we speak? Yes. So this whole time, I haven't told you guys, but <laughs> <laughs> when we came back on the live after the first time, I was like, Colleen was like giving her intro and I was like, cool, I'm going to go like on like on my phone, on the Facebook, going to like share this on the different places, whatever. So I go to the page, our page, Inner Bloom Podcast, and it's like not there. And I'm just like, wait. So I keep refreshing and I'm just like, where is this right now? Where are we live? Like where? <laughs> so then I, so then I finally figure out that we're live on my page right now. We're live on my page, but I don't stop it then because I'm like, well, no, at that moment, I literally am having a freak out because I'm like, oh my God, we start, I'm like, this, like I'm doing my thing. Like, Andy, like I'm doing my thing. I'm like, we have to stop it. Like this is the closet. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't that. It was just like, this isn't perfect. Like, this isn't um, right. This isn't, that's why I said, you know what I'm talking about. Cause it's like, if I, if this wasn't live, it would have been just, it's this feeling of like, oh my God, I did it wrong. Everyone's going to see that. I yeah. can't, I got to stop it and start it again. Da, da, da. And then it, there was something in me was like, or you can just roll with this and share this from your page and share this into, I mean, and it's so simple. Like, but for me, I'm like, no, it wasn't on the inner bloom page. And ah, you know, like, but yep. I've just been sitting here and just telling <laughs> myself like, it's okay. We're still alive. We're doing it. And Woo! Amazing. Alexa in the flesh. And he's right like, now. I'm going to kill you. No, I'm not. I'm not. Like, I really, it's like, whatever to me. I, I feel like I'm, as far, oh, yeah. I feel like as far as, like, each of us go, I'm much less of a perfectionist than you are. Like, that's true. Like, that's cool. See, I think that's why we're a good pair because Ambie's like one of those, she just feels it and she just does it. And she's like, I just want to do it. And I'm more of like, the, let me think about it and like think about the right way. So together it like pulls us. Ooh, nice. It's, it does something cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been sitting job, here kind of, kind of feeling like I want to die the whole time, but realizing that it's okay. So this it's is okay, everybody. That's like the coolest thing that could have happened to like literally be acting this out as we're talking about that exact same thing. What a powerful podcast. You just made this like not even needing to share it because it's going to blow people's minds. I don't know, but well done. Yay, we did it. And all the, and it also. Perfect. I'm going to go grab my charger. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> well, actually we are, it's, um, we're at the end of our time, unfortunately. <laughs> Colleen, this has been, and I know Ambie's coming back. Yeah, Colleen, this has truly been amazing. Um, 
why don't you share with people again, like where they can find you, where they can connect with you. Yes. So um, I'm on Facebook as Colleen Coles, C-O-L-L-E-E-N-C-O-L-E-S. On Instagram is Colleen Coles. Um, and then really my, my website is really cool. So ColleenColes.com. And it has just some of my favorite um, videos I've made, some testimonials, and also right now a really great freebie training called Everything You Need to Know Overcoming Codependency. And so we talk about this and it's more focused on um, raising your standards in relationships specifically. So um, reach out. It shows how you can work with me to find out more about my energy clearings and about longer containers of work so that you can really overcome this stuff and have your own breakthroughs too to really launch whatever you're ready to launch in your life. Awesome. awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much, Colleen. Like this series has been clearly eye-opening for the both of us. (laughs) And, um, and just really like, I feel like it's only scratching the surface. I feel like there is so much more, like I am truly fascinated personally by codependency right now. I think this is such an interesting topic. I think it should be taught like everywhere and just I think you're doing such an amazing job um, in the way that you speak about it and relate relate to it and relate to others about it so everyone reach out to Colleen and follow her and do all the things and Colleen hopefully we'll be working on more things together the three of us in the future we definitely feel that and um, yeah thank you guys so much it's been a pleasure Thank you. Okay, we gotta go do stuff with our Patreons now, which I didn't shout out your names, but I'm gonna we're gonna go see you now, so we don't have to shout out your names this episode. Um, <laughs> we love you all so so much. Keep on blooming. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love 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 it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.